0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta.
1: Angres apna lagaan or News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi Welcome to another episode of News Laundry Hafta. Before I introduce the panel, just want to remind you that next week I will be in Michigan and we are having that subscriber meet. I think we have about 20 to 30 registrations. So, I will see you then. You will be informed of where the meetup will happen with the exact time, etc. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this podcast. And also, uh, heads up, we will have a subscriber meet in London as well. I'll probably be there in May. So, do get your subscriber friends because the idea is that at every subscriber meet, we should increase our subscriber count by at least 30 or 40 or 50. So, get a friend who you think would appreciate News that is supported by subscription and not advertising.
2: You had a very big one in uh, London, no? Yeah, last, last year. one was very yeah. well free- attended. Yeah,
1: by... it was very well attended. Right. And of course, this Saturday, we have our event. So while you're listening to this podcast, if you feel like popping in and coming and saying hi and attending our Freedom of Expression conference, FOCON in partnership with the Internet Freedom Foundation, come to the IIC. And uh, yeah, it'll be fantastic conversations, hopefully. On that note, let me introduce the panel. In the studio with me is Raman Kripal. Hi. Manisha Pandey. Hello. And joining us on the phone line is Vandita Mishra. Hi, Vandita. Hi, hi. So, Vandita is a national opinion editor for the Indian Express. She's worked on the edit pages of the Pioneer before joining the Express in 2000. Uh, She has also reported on politics from the ground in elections and between too particularly from Bihar, and she is the recipient of the Ramnath Goyanka Award in 2010 for your Bihar coverage. Tell us about that. Why was your coverage so spectacular Won an award?
0: (laughs) So, that was a spectacular year for Bihar, actually. Uh, That's because that was the time that Nitish got his mandate on the completely spectacular, spectacular, very visible ways in which he changed Bihar in those fir- in that first term. So, from you know the cycle scheme for schoolgirls to building roads to um, bringing law and order in check, you know, restoring in a sense the authority of the state. All of those things were visible, and uh, I think that was a. It was just a story to, that was really exciting to tell because everywhere you went, you heard uh, the touch of the state in corners where there was no state earlier, or it had withered away during the time of Lalu Yadav, who, despite his brilliant politics and uh, you know this uh, the, the gains that he made for social justice. Uh, also led to a certain deinstitutionalization. And uh, Nitish came and in that first term, he reversed it and built new things at a tremendously visible pace. Hmm. And covering that was what got me the award. So I think it was actually the story of Bihar, Bihar, Hmm. which was really racy and Uh, visible at that time
1: and what did you do differently that others didn't I mean of course it's very difficult to scrutinize your own work but if I were to just to ask you because you know young journalists listen to this podcast what what is it because if it I mean if that was the story of Bihar that was the story Bihar as you told it or was that the story Bihar but what did you do differently that others couldn't communicate that clearly
0: uh, without second guessing what the guys who gave me the award uh, saw in my stories. But what I did was that uh, I went uh, from one corner of Bihar to another uh, following. In fact, I didn't know when I set out on my journey what I would find. And uh, I knew that things were changing. And I knew that with this election, those changes would be up for you know the vote. Uh, people would be looking at those changes and voting or not voting for them. And it took me by surprise, like, for instance, this cycle scheme for girls, it had come up, but it hadn't been, I think, declared the huge success that now everybody sees it as it, uh, it to be. But what I found was that when I was asking questions, for instance, in one corner of you know, in one village in one corner of North Bihar. And then I went to South Bihar on looking for some other story. And then I just asked them about the cycle scheme. And everywhere, because I found it had reached everywhere, I started ticking that box. Whenever I would go to a new village, a new district, I would ask them about whether they got that cycle scheme there. You know, any young girls had got that cycle. So which would make them possible, make it possible for them to go to school, After class 10 also, if Hmm. the school was in a village outside there, uh, it was far away from the village. Otherwise, they would drop out. So it was that kind of difference that it made. So there were many of these things which, you know, again, law and order. Again and again, I found people talking, giving examples of how they were able to do things which they were not able to earlier when night fell. They would, you know, people who went... Uh, came back on a train, would just lie down on the platform and sleep and not go to their homes because night had fallen and they were scared. But now they don't need to do that. So things like this, that story actually built, you know, and grew as I traveled around. Usually when I travel, I don't go for any specific one story i go to listen to people and see what the story is and that story grew as i traveled so i think what made it special for me at least was that i covered long distances and the stories came from the people and i pursued them so i think i mean uh, the i'm grateful that my organization gave me that space Hmm. to find the story and then to pursue it and to take it where it leads me So i
1: think a lesson for reporters is that let curiosity and Discovery yes, yeah. lead you rather than a preconceived idea of what you should or should not find as, as a journalist. Great. So, um, before we get into a detailed discussion with the panel, Manisha will give us the headlines of the week. And it was a news-packed week.
2: Very, very. The Assembly polls in Karnataka will take place in a single phase on May 10th. And the counting of votes will take place on May 13th. Meanwhile, the Congress on Sunday said that it will restore four percent reservation given to Muslims under OBC category in Karnataka if they come back to power.
1: Because that's been withdrawn After by the government. Yeah. And uh, so Manisha will be travelling in Karnataka, as will two other reporters, if not three two reporters, two reporters, and, and Manisha and Atul, and Atul. And so yeah, so and three producers. So I'm putting it out there: we will have an NL Sena up. Yeah. Do contribute so that these guys can travel as much as Vandita did. Uh, we may not have the budgets of the express, but if the NL Sena can top up as much as possible, then we can make sure that all four teams can travel across Karnataka because that's a big
2: election. Without holding any debate, the Lok Sabha on Thursday approved the union budget with an expenditure of around rupees 45 lakh crore for the financial year 2023-24. Mm. Rahul Gandhi has been disqualified as member of parliament after his conviction in a defamation case. He says he will continue to ask questions on PM Modi and industrialist Gautam Adani. Meanwhile, it's been like, protest season since this disqualification. All parties have come together and yes. kind of backed Rahul.
1: We will discuss that in detail. Yeah. The whole bunch of protests, the speeches in parliament, yeah. cetera, opposition cetera, MPs
2: turned up wearing black clothes. There was IYC, IYC protest. Kejriwal and Mamta kind of uh, mm. launching their own protests. So lots of action on that front. Meanwhile, the Lok Sabha secretariat on Monday asked Rahul Gandhi to vacate the government bungalow allotted to him. And he said, I will do it. I will follow your.
1: That was very quick. Usually yeah. people stay that for was no six, six months, I think, is the given. No, no. Six month.
3: months is given to him. One month is given to him. But pehle six ah. months tha, na? No, no. After one month, I think you can still retain it for six months by paying commercial. Correct. Correct. Hmm. Right.
2: Prime Minister Narendra Modi meanwhile on Tuesday targeted the opposition party saying that all the corrupt forces were coming together in one stage. This was at the inauguration of BJP's newly constructed office complex and this is pretty much similar to what he said at the India Day conclave also where he said balance mm. So all the have come together. <laughs> and KVWAL has come up
3: with a counter. We shall discuss that.
2: <laughs> 14 opposition parties on Friday moved the Supreme Court alleging that the Centre is misusing agencies... Such as the CBI and ED, the Supreme Court on Wednesday observed that hate speech would end if politicians stop misusing religion. This is very heartening to read, but also just harks back to a simpler times. Yeah, it's don't misuse religion.
1: Mm, but, <laughs> okay. I mean, again, that's a slippery slope. But um, I mean. I- We can discuss this in some detail at some point, but yeah.
2: Meanwhile, the Supreme Court on Friday also set up a bench to hear a batch of petitions challenging the premature release of 11 convicts in the gang rape of Bilkis Bano and the murder of 14 persons during the 2002 Gujarat riots. One of the 11 men who was convicted in the case and was released prematurely last year was seen at a government event with two BJP MPs and MLAs in Gujarat's Dawood district. Two
1: BJP leaders, one 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 MP, MP. one MLA. But I think it's um, heartening to see that the Supreme Court has asked for all the papers that led to this. I mean, if they can reverse this, Mm -hmm. it'll be a direct confrontation with the government, I think. And then the gloves are off. It's clear who's protecting what.
2: Another one interesting one coming from the courts was that the Supreme Court again on Friday overruled its 2011 judgment that had stated that merely being a member of a banned organization is not sufficient to constitute an offense under the UAPA. So now merely being a member and I guess it's just backdated even if I was a member five years ago it could be used
1: yeah but and the same week they refused to call Sanatan Sanstha uh, 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 organiza- a terrorist organization this, I, it, uh, uh, which high court was it I think it was a Karnataka high court that said that it was it's a uh, social service body they're doing you it's know it must be
3: Maharashtra I
1: think. Maharashtra high court I no, know, one of the high courts it, it observed so that was kind of so because if they were just Turned Sanatan Sansa into a terrorist organization. Then you can just invoke UAP against all these Sanatan Sansa hate mongers. Mm. Bombay High Court. Bombay High Court, right.
2: So, Khalistan sympathizer Amrit Pal is still at large. He released a video on Wednesday and claimed that the government's action against him is an attack on the Sikh community, as always. (laughs) It always becomes an attack on the community. And he's been absconding since March 18th.
1: But what is a little concerning is that the akal takht jatthedar hmm. seems to be kind of if not endorsing him at least saying that all the people arrested
2: should be released
1: as part of the you Strat know down. his have to be released and he gave a deadline i think
3: More of 24 hours yeah.
1: yeah deadline is already over here. okay. So, <laughs> so, so, chalo,
2: a court in Uttar Pradesh's Prayagraj on Tuesday, meanwhile, sentenced gangster-turned politician Ati Ahmed and two others to life imprisonment in a 2006 kidnapping case of lawyer Ramesh Pal.
1: Although the headline should not be so much about the sentencing of uh, dawn of one city, but it, how it was covered by the news. Yeah, that wall was to like
2: wall coverage for two days. Yeah, uh, with yeah, I think uh, was a unfortunate huge name visuals. in the nineties.
3: Nineties or uh, yeah, uh, Mukhtar Sari and Sari and Ahmed. Uh. Mm. And and uh, he used to win all the elections, yeah. even when he was in the. From G-
2: Samajwadi Party.
1: There the- were three guys who were party agnostic. They could move party to party, uh, and they had a, one was him, one was Mukhtar Ansari, and one was Raja Bhaiya.
3: Raja Bhaiya,
1: right? Hmm.
2: Essential and life-saving medicines will get costlier by up to twelve percent from April first.
1: Yeah, this is a f- huge concern. Yeah, here. I mean,
2: and another not so great week for Adani. The Fitch report has says that two Adani ent- entities face contagion risk.
1: And their mid-caps also had some serious downward movement in the stock price this week. In the
2: 2008 Jaipur serial blast case, which killed 70 people, 71 people.
1: 71.
2: Yeah, the Rajasthan High Court has acquitted all the accused and they've ordered a probe against the police. Mm,
3: Because it's the
1: most shoddy investigation. It was a
3: very shoddy investigation. And in fact, these people were convicted, uh, you know, for life sentence by a lower court. Mm. So now after that, the case went to the high court and where the high court observed that the investigation was really shoddy and the officers even didn't know the basics. So they have spelt out and they have asked to, uh, you know, uh, investigate these uh, police officers.
2: On Dhoklam, the Bhutanese PM says that China has an equal say in resolving the border dispute. This statement contradicts his previous statement from 2019. Where he basically said that it's, you know, you can't disturb the.
1: So, what could we have done to piss off the Bhutanese? They are the most gentlest and most benign. he's <laughs> is
2: being realistic. There three countries involved here, all three have to come together and talk. Hmm. The subscription model followed by digital media platforms can be used by scrupulous elements. Unscrupulous elements. Unscrupulous elements to pump money. I'm so uh, hopeful of the model that <laughs> I'm not going <saying> to it. I'm scrupulous elements. <laughs> To pump money and foment trouble in Jammu and Kashmir, that's what the state investigation agency has said in its charge sheet filed against the NIA. And filed in the NIA Court in Jammu. you know but Also they, they've gone at reporters without uh, borders. Borders, yeah. they are you know a shady organization and they're subverting free press in countries. I mean, you
1: know just the big laughing stock of themselves yeah these these investigating
3: agencies what what can
1: And I
2: the say? best thing is some people pointed out on Twitter so this is an express story I think it's an express break if I'm not mistaken. No
3: Arun my old colleague when yeah. I was in Jammu and Kashmir, he was my deputy. And it's
2: behind the paywall, so when hmm. you click on it, it's subscribe to Indian Express. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people have screenshotted that and said, "Okay." <laughs> uh, uh. Meanwhile,
3: no, I mean, yeah, the paper.
2: Yeah. Israel's embassies have been shut down across the world, including India, following an instruction from the country's labor federation to its staff to join protests against the proposed judicial overhaul.
1: And so overwhelming was the protest. I mean. Uh, the news report that I saw said 10% of Israel's population was out on the streets. 10% of the entire population of the country. So, Netanyahu has paused. He hasn't withdrawn it. He he's going to pause it for a month. His his uh, judicial, toning down the judicial power of the judiciary and tweaking the policy. But um, America and Z- Israel are making catty snarks at mm-hmm. each other. With Netanyahu's son saying he should have been made minister of external affairs. He said this entire trouble in Israel is being fomented by US. 10% of the <laughs> population of Israel is out there because US has told them to be. Anyway, on that note, we shall get on with the rest of the podcast. So, but it's clear that there is our churnings of all the, uh, you know, opposition parties coming together. And there was two huge protests in Delhi. One by the Youth Congress, where clearly it's Im- illegal to protest anymore because they weren't even letting the Youth Congress guys come out of their own office. The cops had completely shut that down. They denied permission to hold a protest at Rajghat. They denied permission to hold a protest at Jantar Mantar. So I'm wondering, is it even legal to hold protests now? Or You will no. just never get an pro- opportunity. So that's the context we're in. now.
3: Well, if you are want uh, a re- religious procession, yes, you will be allowed to yeah, do that. that. you can Political.
1: So that is the context. So what do you make of this, Manisha? I
2: think, look, uh, when it comes to the action by CBI, ED and IT, there is some consensus. And I think that's because everyone's feeling the heat. And you've had multiple articles now that say that since 2014, the cases have gone up, conviction rates are low, it's opposition parties, the moment you shift. I mean, what Kejriwal in that sense is saying in Vidhan Zabha is is facts, right? Mm. That you move to BJP and suddenly the cases disappear. So, I think there is some sort of unity when it comes to that and Rahul's disqualification, which is very, I mean, it's very clear what it was and, you know, so on that front, yes, but I don't know if politically they'll come together as an entity to oppose Modi. That is still far.
1: Tejasvi has suggested that Congress should let the regional parties have the lion's share in every state, but I don't know whether Congress would be okay with that.
2: Yeah, you take the back seat. Yeah. But Congress will be like, hum, kyun bhai? we are the ones who have been doing Bharat Jodo for now, you know, six months. We're the ones agitating. So why should we kind of take a back seat? But I think on CBI, ED action, and on the disqualification 14, of Rahul, clearly, uh, and it's sensible. I mean, people realize that it could be us next.
3: 14 opposition parties, they have gone moved Supreme Court also yeah. on this issue that ED and uh, CBI, mm. they are deliberately doing it and uh, this uh, when 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 uh, this guy says ki, uh i mean uh, kejriwal says it is not uh, adani's money he's right technically it is not his money if it is his money then his company is not public uh, yeah. private limited <laughs> company <laughs> yeah, because what he, <laughs> he is supposed to have 75% 25% is some, somebody else is i mean sure. all these shell companies 20000 right. crore rupees where it has come from is technically not Adanis money.
1: Yeah, but what yeah, a he speech. He saying
2: he is Modi. Ka
0: hai, that's yeah, a bit but much. But, <laughs>
1: but, but, but yeah, that was quite a speech. Did you see the speech, Vandita?
0: I did. And I have some things to say here. Hmm. So, you know, um, there are three levels at least of this issue. So, one is in principle, absolutely, there is no question that the CBI and ED have been weaponized against the opposition you know we've carried a whole investigation on this so uh, it's something like out of 124 prominent politicians who've been under cbi probe since 2014 118 i mean 95% a staggering 95% uh, were from the opposition and this is if you compare it to the upa years it's something like during upa time cbi would be pursuing i mean the the difference is from 60% it has gone up to 95% um, that they are pursuing the opposition alone. Hmm. So there is no question that this government has taken the politics of vindic- vendetta and vindictiveness to a completely new low. But for the most part in Delhi, when I heard people talk of Modi and Kejriwal, it was almost like putting them side by side on a double ticket, saying that in Delhi we will vote for Kejriwal. I mean, there were many many people who said that the, in Delhi it will it will be Kejriwal because he has given us. Um, services. He has given us free uh, education, health, free bus tickets for women, electricity, water. But for the na- uh, center, we will go for Modi because you know th- this has become such a recurring theme. Every time I go to the street, I hear more and more now this Desh mm. uh, It's this, this portraying India uh, you know, as a, I mean, projecting and portraying India as a more confident player that's in the interesting stage. now whether this is true or not is not the question hmm. the, the, the fact is that this is the ticket that i heard most of all when i heard that you know when i asked them so they said yaha aur modi. now we see kejriwal and modi at each other's throats they don't and they don't see the democ- this the cbi ed politics of vindictiveness as an issue In the sense that for them secularism had become its cheapest uh, currency which was that you you know if somebody from a certain community has been caught at the the local thana will get a call from the local samajwadi party uh, leader and will be asked to let that person go now that's the cheapest way of doing secularism but that has had a lot of fallout on the ground backlash which we are seeing now so for them, that is, I mean, it was, was the overriding concern that law and order tight finally. Um, in the process, if the space for the opposition has been completely, almost completely narrowed or extinguished, I didn't see concern about that there.
1: But do you so, think Vandita, that is a failing of the not there not being enough grassroots leaders? For example, what you said about a. Consciousness, a democratic consciousness, or yeah. yeah. uh, you know, freedoms and liberties being an issue. A, yeah. I believe, for most Indians, they're not. I mean, I, 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 I don't have any compunction in saying so. I think most Indians don't give a shit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a there's cultural issue around that. I mean, we can get into the details on that. But I mean, I would not frame this into an elite versus. It's an elite con- concept as opposed to. But most Indians don't give a damn about democracy. They only give a damn about what their leader says. Now, their leader means tomorrow, like you said, that he's come down so heavily on the opposition, so no one comes out. People would not, other than the Jan Lokpal movement, which was this freak incident, no one anywhere in the country came out because suddenly they decided to. If, Akhir, if Mulayam Singh Yadav, who was a grassroots, said, get our people out, their people would come out. If Mayawati said, get our people out, they would Absolutely. come out. So, yes. there is no opposition leader who is in a mood yes. to fight.
3: Very clearly, the fact that the government should not dabble into, you know, selling liquor. I mean, this kind of businesses. So, so that had to convey to the people ki why yeah. why they are just getting away, you know, from the, and and this is happening all over. No, yeah. no government sells liquor. So, so why why you should sell liquor? So that that has not been common. And, and if you see uh bjp i mean the crying posters if you go, just go to Dindal day uh, just next to ito you will see m- tons of posters you know about uh, sharab ghotala sharab ghotala mm-hmm. so and and uh, they have used mcd at that time i think mcd elections were had not happened so they used their billboards and mm. uh, they they advertise about it so i think aap did a very bad job
2: on there's uh, one thing I want to add though these three themes that Vandita kind of briefly touched on that Modi ji ne international stage pe matab, hindustan ka sikka cham ka diya the fact yeah. ki let law take its own course. kuch galat nini gara to dekh lena jail me ja ke mm-hmm. dekhte hain and the teesra ki you know sharaab kinnashe mein dilli ku dubaan ki khushkiri these are also really talking points that I hear at least on prime time every night so television mm. news, at least also, although I don't think any journalist should think that they can really, you know, I don't think they make a difference in terms of voting patterns as much as we like to believe we do. But there is an information ecosystem that plays a huge role in shaping people's minds. I,
1: I don't know what the big deal is. Uh, is are all the press clubs, etc. just so, oh, if we ha- basically, if you want to get a license to criticize Modi, you have to criticize someone else also. I mean. Uh,
0: can I, I say yeah, this? Yeah. So the. So, you know, we've all faced rudeness from politicians. I and mean, if, you, if you go out and report, you you do end up with some rude politicians uh, who will dismiss you and disdain you. But I think that was not the real problem here. The real problem was the imputing of motives, that if you are asking me a question, then it has to be from a place of, you know, um, that you, you are a BJP stooge. Now, it, I think why it matters that we should call out Rahul Gandhi when he says that is because that's exactly what the bjp does all the time if you criticize the bjp then you are anti national if you criticize the bjp then you are you know basically yeah you are anti national if you criticize the bjp so it's that it's it's uh, it's not being able to take a question now we have a government that does not take questions now you have this opposition leader who's taking on the government and asking questions of the government who also then does not want to take a question from the press and immediately imputes a motive there and uh, puts a label on you you know that is the problem it's not so much the discourteousness it's the labeling
1: yeah once yeah. in a while you'll hear Prashant Kishore's interview on TV uh, trashing everybody from Nitesh to Modi mm-hmm. to Rahul to yeah. everyone basically yeah. Uh, yeah. you know he clearly is the next uh, Moses or whatever that's. And also BJP, but, you can't defeat it. It's very but strong. Yeah. So I mean, and he kind it's of. True. I I, I, did, I still haven't made up my mind. Is he like a sadguru? <laughs> uh, is he an Osho? Is He's he actually politics. a someone who really understands politics well? Because what he said made sense. That BJP has three planks: welfareism, nationalism, uh, Hindutva. and Hindutva. Yeah. He says you have to take them on on two of these three. Maybe not all three, but on two they have to be your issues as well. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense, but kind of doesn't, I don't know. So, you know Bihar well, and I'm sure you have lots of contacts since you traveled so extensively. Do you think he can take, take Bihar? Because he's going to contest Bihar to win, not just as a symbolic uh, contest. And so I, apparently he's, yeah. he's doing the whole like chappa chappa of Bihar. huh? All of you listening in, the Chota Hafta, do subscribe so you can listen to the entire Hafta. We will see you again next week with the Haftar. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free because when the public pays, the public is served, and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform.
1: Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. <laughs>